You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready for another one up in San Francisco. And here to talk about it, it's Mike Janella. If that doesn't keep you around for the hour, that's the best I got. I don't know what else will. Oh, don't worry. Janella's got some friends with him today, including Bill Center, who's here because he knows the novelty of Janella sitting alone in a chair in front of the cameras does have a certain shelf life. Well, novelty would wear off after about one week. And rounding out the crew, it's Brady Phelps, who's already confusing Bill Center by bringing in his potential outfits for Comic-Con this July. Honestly, didn't know what this was. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm not into into that stuff. Into what stuff? You don't even know what it is. How could you not know if you're Fantasy. You're not into the superheroes? Have you ever no. heard of Batman? He I flies. He's got a cape. He's got, you know. That's not my superhero. This is the Joker. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Brady Phelps. Happy Tuesday and welcome here to the AMR studio. Padres and Giants game two coming your way at 7.15 up where it's chilly and it's cold and it's windy up about the bay. But down here, pretty nice as we look out to another gorgeous afternoon here in America's finest city. Welcome on in. And we've got Bill, we've got Brady, we've got Blooper. The whole gang is here. Nikki, say hello. Everyone get the arms up and wave it. And a tough game last night on the road. Uh, the Padres still can't beat the Giants. The only gaffe bigger in uh, the world of the Padres than Matt Kemp's fly ball drop is the shirt that Brady decided to wear <laughs> right. to the well, show today. Gosh, immediately. <laughs> I, I found out that it does not come in his size. <laughs> it's another schmedium. No, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> to be fair, I, I personally like the shirt. That's a shirt I would wear. I don't know if that's a compliment to you or not, <laughs> but know, it's I'm something like, that I I'm would like, wear. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, that's the last time I'm going to wear it. If, you, if you're into this shirt, I'm, I'm out. That's how most people people would react. I, I feel th- like that intro they were <laughs> they're trying to plot us against each other right from the beginning, Bill. I don't appreciate it one bit. That's the way I scripted it. <laughs> Yo, you, you <laughs> that was Bill by design. Yeah. Surprise. All right. Um, no, we, we, we got a lot to <laughs> chat about today. Uh, we're going to talk about we're going to go down to the farm, take a look at some of the prospects of the future cuz the Padres of the present are not playing the best baseball. <laughs> so that'll be nice. Let's talk we'll, about the yeah, minor league. We'll club. talk <laughs> about the last night's game and what's been going on lately. Uh, Andrew Cashner is back today, so we're going to talk about the fans' uh, barometer with him. Maybe take a, a lap around the major leagues as well. A lot of stuff going on today. Jackie Bradley's hit streak continuing. Chris Sale looking to go 10 or no. So lots of good stuff to talk about. And as always, feel free to chime in on any of it that you'd like. Use hashtag PadresSH or jump in on the chat happening live per usual at Padres.com slash social hour. All right. Now, I want to get to the first thing was uh, last night, obviously, uh, a one nothing loss. <sighs> On a, we saw a walk-off walk here in the Padres' favor last week. Not sure I've ever seen a walk-off uh, loop. Yeah, walk-off error. I mean, I've seen walk-off it, errors. It but was not there. That was more. They, right. Right. It was, it was ruled a double, an RBI right. double, which Hunter Pence will love that in the box score. But <laughs> I mean, if I was a double, I played Major League Baseball. I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. If that's all that's, it takes. That's not a double. No, that was one of the rel- worst plays I've ever oh, seen. Oh, so let's relive the play. And I'm we're going to let the audio play out because I want to start the conversation with that because I was home watching, and right. this was what immediately what I caught on to. Listen to uh, Mudcat's reaction on the Fox Sports that's San disgusting. Diego uh, call right. last night as this play went down. Let's see. 
Evans will pop it up. It is shallow right. That goes Amarista. In comes Camp. And look out. Oh, can't, no. Can't catch it. Come on. Around comes Brandon Belt, and the Giants will walk off with the win. A pop-up into short right field out of the reach of Amarista, and Kent couldn't catch it. And the Giants will win it. So it was that immediate, oh, no, come on. Like, that that was just guttural. And just right. seeing that, I mean, what was your reaction? Mine was, ugh. Well, my like reaction was, to begin with, he had an awful long run. He was playing deep. And uh, there was a too huge a gap between Amarista and Kemp. Uh, my first thought was that's got to be Amarista's ball. Kemp had an awful long run. Really? Now, Kemp said after the game, that's not Amarista's ball. That's mine. Right, that's he his said ball. That. Right. But, Which is what a man but where would he say. Was, right. But where he was playing, he was really deep. Why was and he, he so didn't, deep? And he didn't take the most direct route. So Well, that's the thing. They were, <laughs> right. yeah, they were, deep, the they were deep for the no doubles defense, right. and they ended up giving up a, a double, quote, unquote. But to me, yeah, because he, he got there in time. He covered the distance. He just went to the complete wrong spot. Right. And whether it's wind or he misread it or had a bad first step, whatever it was, if he goes you know, 10 feet to his right instead of the route that he immediately took right. at first, he catches that ball. Yeah, I feel like playing deep, though, in at AT&T. Like, look where he's running, right and it's fields. just like, whoa, wrong turn. Yeah, that's like that's like playing out of the bleachers here at Petco. Like, he'd be out on the jack deck uh, from where he was standing. I just – I hated everything about the play. Right. I hated that Amarista didn't just bust his butt, like sprint out to right, right field, and then turn around and find the ball. Like, right. that's like infielder 101 right there. So you both think that that was more Amarista's? No, uh, no not no? more him. I hated everything about it. I hated Matt Kemp's route. <laughs> I hated that he didn't come in stronger and harder. He assumed that Amarista, and it did. I mean, off the bat, it looked like a routine pop-up where, you know, nobody would have to come too far in or nobody would have to go too far out. It just, I thought it would be a routine pop-up by Amarista. Now, Kemp should have been hustling harder. Like, he was not, I don't think it was like this intentional, obviously. He's not going to be no. like, oh, I'm going to intentionally dog it. But I don't think that he was hustling. I don't think that he was going as hard as he could have gone because he thought that Amarista was going to be there. And he's, I mean, you could see his disgust with it, and he took the wrong route. And Amarista, I mean, I don't know if he lost the ball or just thought, oh, can well, we I get it? Well, I think the it's wind was swirling because if you, look, if you look at where both Amarista and Kemp were originally running yeah, to. Yeah, the wind definitely right, played a factor, but still. They were both running to the same spot, and then they both had to veer off. Right, but if one of them is camped right. out under that ball, Swirl or not, right. you make that play. Right. Because you're a major league baseball player. Right. But neither one of them were in position, and so we got the gaff. I'm, I'm glad you bring up the, the effort and the hustle aspect because not just last night, but dating back throughout this whole kind of recent slump that Kemp's in, a lot of the people on Twitter starting to question whether his passion is there, his desire, his right. fire is really there. Oh, he looks like he's lost the plate, looks like he's lost in the field. Are you guys questioning his his input, his effort at all? I'm not questioning his effort, but I do I do think that right now his game uh, his game sucks <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, right, plain and simple. It's I right, think yeah. you took the my whole, line, man. The whole the whole way, <laughs> everything that he's doing right now is not working. Offensively, defensively, um, I, I think there are times that he could you know he doesn't show a lot of speed to first base right now. I, you know, you never know what's hurting. I mean, you know, don't know if he's hurting, or but he's not as he's not as quick as he was three or four weeks ago. Yeah, that stuff drives me nuts, man. Not hustling the first, right? Like anybody can do that. Like you and I could hustle the first. 
Is we, he maybe though, and that's just his ceiling for? No, no, no that is not. Okay, saying. so you you think there is maybe a, well, an I extra think, fifth I mean, gear listen, he's not getting well, into? Well, he's faster than he has been. He he's faster than he has been. Now, now he could have leg problems, or he could be hurting. He could have a sore back. Don't, you don't say know. it. Arthritic hips. R- don't say it. No, I'm not going to say the arthritic <laughs> hips, but I mean they're. He's not as fast as he was. Oh, early, of course not. Right. I mean, he's, he's no even earlier this season. He's not as quick. Right. I just, I, is he not as quick, or is he not hustling as much? I don't. I don't know. I'm not trying to call his, um, you know, his integrity into question with his game, but I just feel, you know, nine out of ten times you hit a ball the second or even third or short. Right. You know, that you know, hey, these guys are major league ball players. They they're going to make this throw nine out of ten times, and so. I'm not going to, you know, hustle to the point of where I could maybe pull something or strain something by just going full out 40 speed down the down the line. But I, that's, that's exactly what I think right. should happen. Like these guys need to be giving 100 percent effort every single time because it is an like I just think it's such a gift that they have been given a gift from God that they've been given to have the talent that they have. And yes, hard work brought them to where they're at. But like, you know, how many people I mean, how many of these guys, right. these lifers in the minor leagues would just die for one and bat so that they could run as hard as they possibly can to first base. It's like it is so not hard to run to first. Well, he was sprint. running he was running hard in the outfield on that ball. Yeah, and I know. That just, was poor positioning. Right. He just I, and I don't know why because Amarista was heading to the same spot that he originally was. I wonder if they were I mean were they if afraid the of a was, collision? No, I think that the wind might have been swirling. I do. Uh, I, I mean, they said it. afterward, you know, yeah, Kemp said that no win, no excuse. It's on me, my ball. Right. Uh, and well, Maurice is not going to say, say anything. Yeah, of course. Right. And it's to me like th- I heard Andy Green today, you know, that means a lot for me to a man to right. admit that. And, yeah, but that's just to me that's procedural. Like that right. doesn't change what happened. You still messed up. And right. that Mia Culpa does really nothing for me personally. It's, I got to see him say it, okay. but it doesn't now, change if, anything. If at the last second, if you're Amarista and you see that Kemp's going for the ball, you have to be in position to back him up and be ready to hustle and get it. The, I have a little problem with that. Right. That's where maybe there was a miscommunication. If right. no one's saying, I got it, you're both going for it. Because, uh, I mean, Belt scored from first base. It wasn't like right. he was at third or at second. I mean, if Amarista had immediately hustled after that, after the ball when it was rolling away from right. Kemp, he, might, he may have had a play. I think the things that frustrate me the most about Major League Baseball players in general is not when you, you know, you catch a ball in the outfield, you crow hop it, you chuck it in as hard as you can, and it's offline. It's like, uh, I didn't get that throw online, or I swung and I missed a strike. Oh, I was guessing fastball. It was a curve. I missed it. You know, that kind of stuff, like, that's, they're human, they're athletes. The guys they're going up against, they're also athletes, and, you know, like, you're going to, you're not going to win every time against these individual battles. But when you don't hustle the first, when you don't call your teammate off, it's like this is Little League 101. Like this is the kind of play that should never ever have a mix up on a major league diamond and that is what drives me nuts. Right. And that I felt like there were like there was a hustle factor there and there was a not calling it and not just being, you know, you got to camp out. And not being in the right spot. Right, not being in position to make the play. It drove me nuts. Ugh. I hate that we're talking about this much. I feel like we have to. You do. Because yeah. it was you know, it cost them the game, but ah, drives me nuts. Got a tweet you, here. Pro, go ahead, Bill. You also wonder if it did cost them a game because you, I mean, in my mind, when were the Padres going to score? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other thing to talk about. Right. And actually, let's talk about that. 18th, yeah, when we come right. back because it's another another bad offensive outing, right. and it's just like you know, how well can you pitch and how right. good can you play on defense? How well can you play on defense 
if you're going to get shot out every time. What yeah. good is that going to do you? And we've got some tweets coming in. Uh, this one from Jellyman here before we go to break, saying that uh, Kemp is taking bad at-bats into the field with him, still thinking about the last at-bat when he heads out on defense. As much as he may not agree with that, and no one will ever tell you that, that's, I mean, the, the swoon he's in this month, right. I would not be surprised if somewhere in the back of your head, you won't admit it, but maybe. Right. Affecting his defense. And, I mean, and, and then early in the game, he has the one really, I thought he had a nice at-bat. First hit off Cueto last right. night. Yeah. Right. And then after that, it was like, whoa. You know, it, it just, it was there for one at-bat, and it just sort of disappeared. Yeah, a shame. Uh, we're going to disappear here for a couple of minutes, but we'll come right back and talk about the offense. And also a question that uh, we're going to be posing, I put it on Twitter earlier, should the Padres think about trading Drew Pomeranz at some point this year? Save your answers, because we want people to come back. Whoa. It's called a tease in the business. Okay. Yeah, be able to say, whoa, twice in like 90 seconds. I like it. It's like Joey Lawrence in like 1994. Uh, the first post-game nice. post way back Wednesday, speaking of throwbacks, uh, concert at Petco Park is coming up June 8th after the 1240 Padres game against the Braves. Stay after the game for a live DJ set by DJ Snoopadelic, presented by Budweiser. Get your tickets today at Padres.com slash promotions. We're back with some more Padres Social Hour, including all those things we said. We're going to talk about Don't Go Anywhere. We're back right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome on back as the Padres seek their 20th win of the season a little bit later. Their first, though, against the Giants. They look to Andrew Kashner to do it. He's back from the DL for once, finally, a disabled list trip that was exactly what it was, 15 right. days, and he's back. Uh, we'll get to Mark that. Mark your calendar. Yeah, I know. Circle it for once. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit more later as we get closer to the game. Uh, but first, going to chat some more about the game last night. Uh, the offense, not much to chat there about. Uh, but interestingly, I was, I was looking back because the Giants are on fire, and over their last 16 games, they're 12-4. and four, They've only been scoring two and a half runs a game. Right. That same amount of time, the Padres have scored more per game than them at three runs a game, but their record's a lot worse, uh, six and ten. So yeah. I give you that number, that with no context to it. What do you guys take from seeing how it's actually played out, the two teams, how they've gotten in divergent paths? Well, I mean, a couple of the games that the Padres, like you talk about, they got they played uh, 17 innings in the one. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, you can divide it by game, <laughs> by but you got to divide it by innings too. I. The Padres' offense right now, to me, appears to be absolutely stagnant, almost like a ship that's dead in the water. And and it's hard, like anybody will tell you, it's hard to get a ship moving that's like dead in the water. You, I mean, it's it's really difficult. Um, I just, I, I don't know quite what it is. They're, they're, and I'm sure that closed-door meeting last night was a lot about, hey, we got to have better at bats. We got to have better plans when we go up there. We can't like, we can't take a fastball for a strike and then ground the next ball back to the pitcher. We didn't even talk about that. The big closed door meeting, which Andy Green said was not about a lack of effort. It wasn't a, like a oh, I, I a think big speech. Right. But what? It, so you you said what you think it was. What about you, Brady? If you if that was you, yeah. you close the doors. You're managing this team under some crazy universe. What are you saying to them last night? I would ask who wants to fist fight me first. Come out to the middle and let's have a fist fight. No, I probably wouldn't do that. I'd get my butt kicked by all of them. <laughs> Bill's like, what? What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm not sure where you were going with that either. But I just, I'd be so frustrated as a manager. It's like I've taught you guys 
all the fundamentals. Like you guys know how to play baseball. You're professional ball players. Like what in the world? How can you cannot? How can you not put it together? Like why can't you be patient? Like I feel like Andy has been like trying so hard to, to his like you know communicative Jedi mind tricks of these guys to get them to like calm down and be patient and and at the plate and don't you know carry. But I almost wonder if these. <laughs> to me, the individual plans look look bad. What, what do you mean? The individual at bats when when guys go up, just the individual. But thinking I, I on think is bats. there like this element of of their they're saying to themselves so much like don't chase a pitch, don't oh, oh god we chased a pitch. You no, know, like they're I think they're they're pressing and it's one of those things that I think there are some guys right now that are trying to do too much, and and there are guys that are just don't have good plans with their at bats. Maybe they're, they're letting fastballs go, and then. 0-1, then hitting the, hitting the breaking ball or missing the breaking ball, 0-2, and, and then they're in real trouble. So do you think the, uh, the opposing team is getting in their mind because they know these guys are being taught patience right now because they're, they're not seeing, being disciplined they're at the plate, seeing, they're so they're let's get that awful, fastball strike first. They're seeing an awful lot of first-pitch fastballs. Right. Which, I mean, so maybe that's the meeting right there. smell blood, you know. They right, see yeah, this offense right, struggling. Right. It's maybe a gazelle with a broken right. leg. You hey, pounce on it. I've been telling you to be patient for three weeks. Let's scrap it. Let's all do shots together right now, and then let's go up and start swinging the first right. pitch. I'm not sure which will be taken better out of context for a future show open, the, that comment or the everybody just fist fight me. One of those two. <laughs> the fist <laughs> fight one's going to be glorious. Yeah, yeah. You think that's let's, be let's fist fight and then do You're shots. Stand that in the center perfect. of the room and fight me. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously Andy Green wouldn't do that in a meeting, but obviously whatever he's doing in meetings isn't working because the team sucks right this now. This is very early, by the way, for a closed-door meeting. Usually those happen in the dog days of summer. Yeah, this is so. 10 shutouts in 46 right, games right. already. I, I think that I expedites the process. I don't disagree with them, but, it, but at the same time, in the baseball, the way baseball is done, this is early. Is this it is bad then early. that I had a closed-door meeting with Seth after my first Padres Social Hour episode? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you get called into Seth's office, you get fired. So. Well, Seth doesn't have an office or that power. Let's I not, let's not fool anybody here. Yeah. His Let's office is right there. Yeah, you're, look, you're looking <laughs> at it. My cubicle? Uh, we had a tweet come in from uh, Big John Vargas. Uh, says, does the league in general have a trend toward low-scoring games now? Is pitching and defense that good? Uh, in the Padres case, no, it's not that good. I think the offense is also right. The offense bad. is struggling right now. But offense is down in all of baseball. I mean, all of the major leagues. I did Whoa, some what research. This, what is this paper? Yeah, I was uh, doing some scribbles here, here when I go. saw this so tweet come in. Did you send that tweet in? Yeah, my alter ego, Big right. John Vargas. Right. That's me uh, on night times. Um, no, so 4.28 runs per game. That's the average team so far this year, uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, that's only up a tick from last year and from a couple years ago. But when you look at 10 years ago, it's down more than half a run. When you look at 15, 20 years ago, it's nearly a run lower. So right. the offense is down. It's Clayton right. Kershaw's fault. We're getting, All, yeah, him well, and Arietta, those, we're getting those back, hooligans. And that's one of the reasons why they, they're going to change the strike zone. If the ball comes up, there's going to be more offense. And I think that they want to get more offense back into baseball. Yeah, and it's more entertaining. The fans right. like it, and it, the Padres would like it too. Because you, they were, all the you weren't alive get. in the '60s when, in the middle, in the I mid, was not. Right, <laughs> but in the mid '60s, you had this unbelievably great run of pitching: Gibson, Koufax, Drysdale, on and on and on, and they lowered the mound. I attribute that to Mickey Mantle retiring. That's why all the hitting went away. 
You weren't alive in the 60s either. What are you <laughs> talking about? But but they they lowered the mound to bring offense right. back into the game. So well, that's the thing with you do with any rule change. If you do it as just a reaction to something cyclical, then you find yourself 20 years down the road changing yeah, it back again, and you wonder. This isn't this is not cyclical right now. The way that the defenses and the pitching set up, shifting and all right. that stuff. Yeah, well, and, I hear and you. The, the Padres, their report came out to the day that the Padres, their shift is saving more runs. I mean, number three in Major League yeah, Baseball. Yeah, I saw that report. That's most a efficient shift. Statistic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, No, the defense, we talked about this yesterday at length. It's been great. And right. the pitching's been great. They just can't score any runs. The right. defense has been great. Let's go back to that Matt Kemp play. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the best. That was a double in the book, and I don't yeah, know, right. remember? Double. Um, we teased it before, and I put a poll up uh, at my handle just now, and it's searchable at Mike Janello or using hashtag Padres. Is that SH. there with your foot? Uh, that was earlier today. Yeah, I, yeah. By the way, I had my, that lacerated foot. I tweeted out a photo. I'm bandaged up. I came today. I'm a gamer. No 15 yeah. day yeah. DL for real, me. Real proud of you. What did yeah. you think of when you saw that one? I, I was thought, hoping oh no, Mike's not going to be there today. How are we going to have a show? I was, yeah, I was hoping I get to host. Um, <laughs> not with a shirt like that. <laughs> not a chance. Never. My thing was sort of, he's at it again. He's lost his mind. Yeah, well, I, it's par for the course, I guess. Yes. I, I thought it would maybe take the attention off away of my Frodo feed from a couple weeks ago. So Nothing I'm just doing do it that. for you. I'm being a good host for yeah. my co-host. If you were being a good host, you wouldn't be wearing your shoes right now. You'd be wearing a Band-Aid and that's it. Uh, we'll think about showing that in Don't a little bit. That. Um, yeah, please, not. We won't do a poll for that because I know the answer will be uh, hell no. Keep the shoes <laughs> on, Mike. Uh, but this poll, so this was actually Mike Petriello who writes for MLB.com. He's been yep. on the show yep. right. uh, this year, so a friend of the show. And he put this out last night, says they probably won't do it, but should the Padres think about trading Drew Pomerantz at some point this summer? Yes. Uh, with all <laughs> yes. No. I, I don't yes. even have a chance to put you guys on no. the Cholula hot seat. That's where I'm putting you Sorry. on now. But I'm, Sorry, I'm I, don't, I don't I have, have an answer. Go ahead. Put me on the seat. So you're on the Cholula hot seat now. So you say yes, Brady, and Bill, you say no. I want to hear, since Brady was so overzealous, let's hear yours first, and then Bill, because, your rebuttal. Good, because this will be the wrong answer, and then we can get to the Clear right the system, stuff. clear right. the palette, and then get to the correct <laughs> answer. Yeah. Uh, there's a little concept called trading high. You know, I think that Drew has no business pitching as well as he's pitching. Like, this is absurd. And I, I love that he's doing it as a fan, 100%. I would say, no way. Why would we trade him? He's like the one bright spot on the team right now. Why would we want to get rid of him? Like, I want him to be on the team. It's very exciting. His name is not Shields, Kashner, or Ross. And he is a pitcher who is pitching better than He's our ace, you know? So why in the world would you want to get rid of him? As a businessman and as a, you know, if I'm a trader of something, like, sell high. You got to get, like, if you can get a bunch of minor league return for him and maybe even some major league ready talent for him, I think. And now you got to wait, not right now, but this is if we're, you know, if we're out of the, out of the running come, you know, all-star break and it's time to possibly sell, I'm all about it. As a businessman, as a fan, I don't want to do it because you never want to watch the guys that you like watching play. But as a, as a, if I was in the front office, I'd trade him in a heartbeat. If I was Preller, I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone every day. And Who has Bill, interest? you say absolutely not. No, now with the right answer. Go ahead, Bill. Because <laughs> pitching is hard <laughs> to find. and I mean, it's really difficult to find good pitching. To me, the way he's working, I, 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 there's a big difference in how he's throwing. And I think he's found something. And, yes, right now he's riding high. But I think there's a lot more there. Yeah, and and this is not a fluke. This is not something that he's just having a hot run. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a fluke either. But I, I, I don't know. It's obviously a hypothetical. I Until think, we have a trade right, on the table, right. then we can really debate it. You know, right. because if but I said, I "Oh, we're going to get Mike Trout," you would say, "Yes, do it." Well, 
but I think that's that good this, business. Yeah, that's an easy call. This is a guy that is rising in the rotation, yeah. and you're going to need a one or a two. Uh, you don't even know about Ross, and and I just right now a left-hander with that kind of breaking ball and velocity, that works. I don't trade him. I keep him. I move him up in the rotation. In fact. But if you get an offer you can't refuse, like Mike Trout, you do it, right? Well, it would have to be. <laughs> well, that you don't know because that's I don't, all hypothetical. I don't move them for prospects like you've got because prospects are just that. Yeah. I mean, I might move them if somebody said, hey, we've got a really good second baseman that we don't need or we've got a, you know, whatever. Okay, so the answer is yes. So we agree. No. Ahead, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I'm not trading for prospects. It would have to be, yeah, nobody's, everybody's on the block, but. It would have to be something that would just blow your socks. Yeah, away. I follow. I say you don't do it. On the one hand, he, he's not—he may not get much better than this. I mean, with ERA, with his no, opponent's batting average, he he's in the conversation better, right. with yeah, Kershaw, Sale, right. Arietta right now. But if he stays what, this way, right, right. But what's the point of just of getting guys good and developed if you just keep passing the buck down to the next year? What you gotta when you find someone, you gotta hold on to them because what's the point of just restocking, restocking if you can right. never actually Which, see it to fruition? Anytime Oakland want calls the Padres with a pitcher, <laughs> I trade for them. Send them down. Right. Exactly. Uh, we got Juan Largo tweeting in says definitely players and draft picks needed. Contenders will come a knocking, but oh. please send him back to the AL. Yeah, you never like to see somebody come back and bite you too much. Uh, right now, the poll itself is literally split 50-50. Uh, looking at it, just a couple of uh, 40 votes in. Right down the middle. So uh, find it using hashtag PadresSH or going to my handle at Mike Janella. Should the Padres try to trade high on Drew Pomeranz this summer if he keeps up his current performance? I will be looking forward very much to seeing how that poll plays out the rest of the way. I, just lo- I love his motion. I love his delivery. I like his assortment of pitches. I, I, I think this is, this is a guy that if would really surprise me if he got injured because – he has a very nice delivery, very very nice mechanics. I really think he's going to be good And team for a control. While. He's only making $1.3 million this right. year. He still has two years right. of arbitration, arbitration left. So this is a right. good guy, a good commodity. A, you've for got the this Padres. guy for three years. I mean, yeah. I say keep him. So does Bill. Brady says get rid of him. Yours. Uh, the other poll I think you just <laughs> mentioned, Brady, uh, earlier, uh, I tweeted out earlier today which song has the better beat, country grammar or in the club. That was yeah. just kind of out there. That poll yeah. also 49 to 51%. It's in the club Please tell me right country. now in the lead what? right now. That's you and Blooper chimed in on Twitter both with Nelly. Country grammar Country grammar. Sure. He was on the show last year, right? Yes. Is that you just you being biased? No. All right. They, say uh, they I, I sound like the I same. I played both for Bill, and Bill's vote was? They sound like the same thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's and the difference right. between one and the other? And, and it's like, okay, there's not really like any instrumental. Uh, they called it an instrumental. Because I took the, the rap out. Right. I took okay. the, the By the way, out. speaking yeah. of instrumental, I went back and listened to the song that you chose as your mm-hmm. walk-up song. That's a jam. I, 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 I took a couple shots at it, and I stand corrected. It's a good hey, song. All right. There it's you go. It's Bill it's running song. you over, yeah. And my uh, thing also, remember, 50 Cent has one of the greatest moments in baseball history. Fitty. That Fitty. first pitch? It's Fitty. Oh, the first 50, pitch at City Field? Cent. Yeah. That was Fitty way Cent. after in the club, though. He peaked it in the club, Valley down at City Field, and now I don't know what he's up to now. His career highlights the pitch. It, it, it's better than any song he ever did. In your opinion. Seth's not a big hip-hop fan. I am. Brady and I will have to yes, walk a little deep on this one. All right, guys, so that was the Cholula Hot Seat. Again, Drew Pomeranz, let us know. Should he stay or should he go uh, on that poll? <laughs> Is that Twitter. hip-hop? <laughs> no. Should I stay yeah. or should I go? go? now. Uh, Uncapped Real Flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. 
We're going to come back and keep you updated on how that poll's going and also take a little trip around the big leagues. Don't go anywhere. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back with Brady Phelps and Bill Center. Mike Janelli here getting you set for tonight's action. A 7-15 first pitch again. Game two of a three-game set between the Padres and the Giants. And we'll preview that game coming up in just a little bit. Take a look at the lineup and all that fun stuff. But first, always nice to take a little step back and go around the majors. So I think we'll do that this segment. You guys okay with that? Bring it on. Sure. Doesn't matter because we can do whatever I want. It's my show. Uh, I thought it was Blooper's show. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I thought it was my show too. Yeah, only if you ask Blooper. You could black uh, him out, right, Blooper? Oh, yeah, I can do what I want. I can yeah. turn his mic off. That'd okay. be great. Uh, that that is there a, we go. That is, that is a good point. Yeah, I probably shouldn't <laughs> anger the guy who pushes the buttons. Um, uh, tweets are coming in, by the way, and the big discussion today. Uh, it's really getting a lot of 50-50 uh, takes. Is Should the Padres think about trading high on Drew Pomerantz this summer if he keeps things up? So uh, vote on that poll. Use hashtag PadresSH or let us know what you think. Tweet at us using that hashtag uh, to keep the conversation going. Now, uh, just earlier, right before we went on the show, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. up with the Red Sox. Another hit, 28-game hitting streak. He's halfway there. Halfway to DiMaggio. Well, but think about it. So he's got to do, he's got to duplicate what he's done, and everybody's already made a big deal 28 straight. Or you could flip it and say he's done it once, just has to do it again. You know, 28 yeah, games. Right. It's exactly. that easy, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so between him and I saw Chris Sale was pitching for the White Sox tonight, and right now they're actually down 3-1 to one in the third inning, but Sale was 9-0 and oh entering this right. game. So it got me thinking about some of these hallowed numbers we see in baseball history, and if we'll ever see them broken or matched again and so I wanted to get your opinions uh, both of you so let's start with the the, the hitting streak will anybody ever no touch the no. Maggio I no mean, and, and the other th- the, the really amazing thing about the Maggio 56 is incredible 72 of 73 because he right he, it's after not a streak they streak anymore though but after they got him out <laughs> yeah. he hit in 17 more I mean he hit in 16 more straight games so he hit in I mean 56 nobody's ever going to do it which speaks so, to Janela's theory, right, right. about, about the uh, just do it one more time, what Jackie Bradley's done? Yeah, right. <laughs> Simple. Uh, any, ch- any chance anyone does it, Brady? I mean, I'd love to disagree with Bill. It's one of my favorite pastimes, but no, there's no chance anybody beats the 56 game, especially with the shifts now right. and the charts. and the Like, they weren't shifting on DiMaggio. They weren't, you know, like. Who was the first guy they shifted on? Bill. You and I both know I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's why, why. That's why Bill <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> Ted Williams. I knew that. I was just giving yeah. you your moment of glory See, over yeah. there. Uh, my, my default <laughs> mode tends to be as the longer this game is played, the better chance something gets broken eventually. I think every right. record can eventually be broken. But on this one, in a realistic sense, I, I lean on no. With I will one. say, if I was going to try to do the counterpoint, though, to, to, to yes, they could, I would use the same argument of the shift because – if a player like an Adrian Gonzalez or somebody who, who just said, I hit it here every time, now you're getting me out, forget it. Right? Right. I'm going to throw in the towel on being a home run hitter, and I'm just going to dink it over to third every single time. And, and you could totally get it for 56 well, games. Yeah, and eventually they would shift back. And about, then about 15 games into that, right. they shift back. And then you start cranking like you normally would, and then maybe you hit your holes again. Yeah. You know, like it's very easy. Play the system. Oh, it's so simple. <laughs> no, so I mean, simple. it's true. You have to exploit whatever they give you. Just but think it, of tough. what the pressure would be like, like it was on Pete Rose when he got to 44. Yeah, the well, pressure is, would be immense. Did Pete Rose's, did that roll over seasons? No, it was no, a, that was an in-season right, one. Right, it was, it was in-season. In what, what, what am I thinking of that rolled over from? Was it like 
I don't remember. I thought there was some streak that went ended the season, started the next season. I, there it's is happened one. a couple times. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll we'll get to it when we find that out. But uh, all right, so that one we we're all pretty much on the same page. What about Chris Salem? For that one, I'm thinking 30 wins. You know. Why think 30? Why not 41, which is the major league record? Well, because that, I think, is, is okay. just way out there. I'm okay. thinking some, you know, a benchmark. We but haven't seen 30. But you were talking about records that uh, couldn't be, I mean, 41 wins. Achievements, let's say, not, okay. not records. Yeah, achievements. 30 wins for a starting but pitcher. But I think you well, answered your own again. question, Bill, is that if he's putting the mark at 30, then the answer to 41 is no chance. Right, no chance. <laughs> what about 30? Uh, four day with a, with a five-man rotate, I mean, uh, Five-man rotation, I'd say it's almost impossible. Easy peasy. You're only getting, He's already got you're 10 only wins. getting 33 or 34 starts. Sale's going to get 33 or 34 wins this year. <laughs> well, he's yeah, losing right, right now. <laughs> I think this one's doable. If you find the right guy who maybe, if they shorten the rotation as parts throughout the season, you've got to really get lucky. Right. But, but I think it's, it's within the realm of possibility. Some clubs now are talking about a six-man rotation. I think it's the stupidest thing. Right. I do, too. But, I mean, nobody is talking four-man rotation anymore. Yeah, I think with the, the five-man rotation right. and with the specialty pitchers for the seventh, eighth, ninth, it's just it's a lot harder to, to you know, go the distance, get the W. So it, I think it's possible. It's so. more attainable yeah. than the 56, in my right. opinion. But uh, right, but, I mean, Denny McLean, when he got everything, it was a four-man rotation, and everything just broke perfectly for him. Yeah, well, any of these, it'll, that'll have to be the case. It'll right. have to be a perfect break. I think we're going to see it uh, in our day. Janela, who did Denny McLean play for? Tigers, Detroit Tigers. I know, I know a lot more than you, Brady. That's why I'm sitting on this side of Bill and not oh on that gosh. side. Uh, what about uh, uh, hitting 400? Hitting four, I, I, I still think that somebody like uh, there's, there's gonna, somebody's going to come along like a Gwyn or an Ichiro, and they will make a run. But, again, I don't think it's obtainable because the pressure of the media now would be such – that it just it I mean I've I've seen it on other things that uh, it it just takes a price takes a toll. I mean even watching you know back in '61 for the uh, oh on Maris Maris and, oh. and Mantle and the pressure that was on them during right. that that was pretty uh, pretty crazy. But I I think it could happen. I think 400 is happening for yeah. sure. When you get a guy that won't worry about going yard every time. That's right. the thing. Yeah. It has to be somebody who's not a power right. hitter. It has to be somebody like a Gwyn. An Ichiro, a Rod Carew, somebody Hall like that. Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. Right. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I think for sure. I think that's the most likely that we'll see. It's just a matter of time. Exploiting shifts, guys who aren't worried about pulling, that kind of stuff. So a very underrated record, by the way, that I was looking as I was uh, going through. What's Blue for laughing about? <laughs> He's <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> nobody else got my, my joke. <laughs> Brady's reference that nobody got. <laughs> nobody got my the joke. The Hanukkah so. song? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer Rod Carew? So. He's, yeah, exactly. Thank you. It's Blue a little Blue. early in the year for Adam Sandler Hanukkah song, but uh, I li- it is a good reference. Um, most runs in a season. Record's 192. Only one person after 1931 is even in the top 30. It was Jeff Bagwell when he scored right. 152 Bags. in 2000. That's tough, right. scoring well, that, that often. That's or crazy. Stan Hack's RBI record. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, 180. I, I mean, uh, crazy. Who? Who? <laughs> come on, you've heard of Stan Hack. <laughs> Learn some history. Um, all right, we're going to come back here in just a little bit. But first, a reminder that Party in the Park, presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas, Returns on Friday, June 3rd with a beach theme party. Brady, you're going to fit right in with that shirt. <laughs> Let me tell the you. Out. Take advantage of the $5 happy hour specials and kick off the weekend right. Stay for the action as the Padres take on the Rockies at 740. Get tickets today at Padres.com slash party. When we come back, we're going to head down to the farm. Bill, you ready for that trip? 
I'm ready. Let's do it. We're going to check all that out. I'm ready out. too, Mike. Uh, Bill was the important passenger, gotcha. but I guess we can fit you along gotcha. for the ride. We're back with more Padres Social Hour <laughs> right after this. <laughs> From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back here on Padres Social Hour here in the AMR studio with Brady and Bill. I'm Mike here, and just to update you on some of the polls we've been running, so there's the which song has the better beat poll from earlier today, which is still 50-50. We've gotten a few more votes straggling in uh, mm-hmm. from earlier today. That was unrelated to the show. We just brought it up just for fun. <laughs> but the one that we introduced in the show uh, a couple segments ago, should the Padres try to trade high on Drew Pomeranz this summer if he keeps up his current performance? What do you guys think the tally is at right now? I'm guessing 52-48, trade him. Bill? I'd say just the opposite. It's 54-46. Yes, trade him. Jeez. We've that's, got what's, that's what's wrong with fans. <laughs> well, we've got some I other said as a fan, I would say no. I think these guys are actually trying to be forward-thinking and make your team better. No, you, you just don't give away. I mean, okay, it, has, it would have to be an amazing deal, and nobody's going to make that at this time, so... Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, There's me, nothing better than arguing about hypotheticals them. that don't exist. That's the reason that's our a, show exists. That's a good way to start. Um, to start another fighting. reason our show exists is to take a trip uh, down the farm every once in a while. Do we have our, our music? There uh, it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're heading down so he the can, farm. So he can play that, but he can't play, uh, he can't play classical gas. Well, that, <laughs> that comes with rights. We don't this have the rights yeah. to that. I have the rights <laughs> to the We have the rights song. to the farm music. Right. Uh, no, we go down to the farm to discover a prospect courtesy of Pacifico with you, Bill. So now we're going to talk uh, some of the guys down at AAA and who of all the prospects, and uh, there are many of them, right. has been getting your attention the most well, I've the been, last week I've or been so. really watching the uh, El Paso outfield. Uh, Dickerson, Margot, going left to right, Dickerson, Margot, and Hunter. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, Dickerson, like you just mentioned, has now hit in 22 straight games. That's the longest in El Paso franchise That includes history. a hit about a half hour ago. Right, yeah. and, and also it's the longest in the PCL this year. You know, since he, was ta- since he was sent out to El Paso, he's hit 571. That's Is good, that's, right? That's like better than... Uh, Four hits every seven <laughs> at-bats since he went to El Paso, since he went back. And... I mean, I like Alex. The The problem with any of them coming up right now is what, you Where know, do it's going to take a trade up here before you move some, before you get one of them up here. I'm guessing the trade value right now on Matt Kemp is like not at an all-time high. No, I would imagine it's low. <laughs> I think the guy that you could move right now would be, would be Jay, but he's going to be, Margot's the one with the least, right now, least ready to come up. I think both. Dickerson and Renfro are very close. Now, is it just strictly contractually that you don't think you can move uh, Melvin Upton Jr.? Because he's right. No, no, he's got value. No, he's got he's got value. But a lot of people are going to be looking at that contract and thinking, "I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to buy into that." I think his numbers for that contract to be plausible for somebody to go out and get his numbers have to be higher for at least till the trading deadline. Yeah. Do you see a future for the, all three of them as starters at the big league level? I see a future for two of them as starters. I'm not quite sure. Dickerson, I'm guessing, is the one right. on the outside looking in. I, I, I think that he is a very useful piece. I, I love the way he pinch hits because he comes up hunting. 
I love guys that come off the bench who are hunters. Especially at Wrigley. Right, and not take, I mean, and, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah. I want somebody coming off the bench who is not afraid to swing. And I think Dickerson is. Matt Dick- Stairs. Exactly, exactly. There's a career to be made for that kind of right. production. Yeah. And Dickerson is that type of a guy off the bench. I don't know if he moves around quite enough to be an everyday outfielder. And it's tough up here being an everyday player anywhere. There's a very, it's elite class. And I will, one more thing. The, the difference between AAA and the major leagues is the biggest gap in all of minor league. I mean, yeah. in all of baseball. You can go from low A to AAA pretty easily. Right. It's that last jump. That That's last why it's the jump hardest is one. huge. Yeah. Pitching. I like how you say uh, you like your pinch hitters to be hunters, but not of the Renfro variety because he will be a starter someday. <laughs> right. yeah. Wordplay, man. Okay, guys. how about yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah. Well, he right, finally, was, uh, finally got one. That was yeah. down on the farm. Discovering a prospect with Bill Center. Brought to you by Pacifico, a rich logger born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. When we come back, we'll take a look at tonight's lineup and the welcoming back of Andrew Kashner. This is Padre Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. All right, we've had a lot we've touched on here in this show, from do you trade Drew Pomerantz to will anybody ever hit 400 again to Brady's awesome shirt, which somehow uh, we haven't gotten him to get rid of yet. That looks good, honestly. That's oh, my, yeah. my real opinion. I, I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, Bill hates uh, it. Let's now talk about tonight's lineup brought to you by United, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. And here's what we're looking at. It's John Jay in center field, Alexi Amarista at second base and batting second, Matt Kemp in right field, then it's Solarte at third, Upton in left, followed by Brett Wallace at first base. And that's important. We'll touch on that in a second. Derek Norris catching. Alexei Ramirez, who's been struggling at the plate, hitting an eighth and bat, playing shortstop. And then the return of Andrew Kashner pitching. Reported by Dennis Lynn of the UT after this lineup came out that Will Myers felt a little bit of forearm discomfort again in the game last night. That's why he's not playing tonight. No further information at the moment. But that's uh, why we have the lineup we have there. Uh, before we get to the picks in the Supercuts head-to-head challenge, quickly, from 1 to 10, what's your confidence level in sending Andrew Kashner to the hill tonight as he makes his first start back from the DL? I liked, uh, I liked what I saw from Kashner last time, which was encouraging. Uh, I, have, I used to be a huge Kashner fan. I'm, I haven't been for a long time. I was encouraged by his last start. And what does he do? He goes out and gets hurt. So I, I, I'm going to say 5.7. Very 5. specific. 7. I like it. Anytime we get decimals on here, it's always yeah. above and beyond the call of duty. How about you? 1 to 10. 10. 10. I'm feeling strong really? about Kashner. Wow. Strong yeah. enough as we head to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge to make him your pick, perhaps? Funny you should ask. My pick. Do I get the first pick? Uh, you do. But let's get the standings first. So Blooper, another win yesterday for Blooper. He's now up 22 to 14, an eight-game lead. He's won 10 of the last 13, including three in a row. Yesterday, he had Drew Pomeranz, who, of course, the tough luck loser, but seven shutout innings. But he that lost. was his first pick. Right. He, well, he did. Well, that, if right. that was the Nick Hanifa, yeah, uh, then that would, he didn't didn't get the loss. It was uh, yeah, Brad Hand. So the pick is now back to you. So who do you get, Brady? I'm taking Kashner. I I like him tonight. I think that. Uh, it's just crazy enough to actually pull out the win. Which, by the way, I do have my first win in the head-to-head challenge. I do want to congratulate you. Last time you were on, you earned your first victory of the season. You got out of the basement. You're now 1-4 and four against Blooper right. this year. I, I, I 
tore my way up through the corruption of the system. <laughs> that was now the only people behind you are Jesse Agler and Bill Center, <laughs> who are both, <laughs> who are both <laughs> 0 and 3 against Blooper this year. Perfect. And Blooper has had uh, plenty of time to enjoy that and gloat. All right, Blooper, you got against Kashner. Matt Kemp is going to redeem himself. You know what? That would have been my second pick, so I'm not going to hate on that pick. It's going to be a win-win for me. I you know? would not touch Kemp until no, after his lose. breakout game. He's no, I, this is because he's going to break out. He's going to go like three for four with two bombs, and he's going to be on cycle watch. Show that, it to that'll yeah, come on June 1st. Yeah, exa- when, the, when the calendar changes, so over. shall Kemp. Uh, so those are the picks tonight, Kashner versus Kemp. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Tuesday edition of Padre Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padre Social Hour. Welcome back as we wrap things up here on Padres Social Hour. Uh, earlier today, uh, there was an announcement made of all of the uh, former players, the legends that are scheduled to appear at All-Star Fan Fest this year, which is here in San Diego, uh, July 8th through the 12th. The All-Star Games here this year? It is. Have you heard? No. Yeah, they're going to huh. play it here and everything. Uh, 45 former players uh, across the multiple days, 13 of whom are in Cooperstown, so it's going to be a good lineup. Right. I sent you guys the list earlier today. Yeah. If you could spend 30 minutes one-on-one with any of the guys there, who would you pick? Orlando Cepeda. Oh. Brady? I hate this question. I want to choose all of them, but I think I'm going to go with actually Steve Garvey. Nice. I'd pick Gary Sheffield. Imagine the stories he has, all the teams he played for. I'd take Garvey's stories over Sheffield's any day. Yeah, well, maybe we'll find out come July. Tomorrow, though, at 1130, it's me, Bob Scanlon, and Derek Togerson. Thanks for watching. This was Padres Social Hour.